Hello and thank you for listening to the Founders Speak, a podcast where we bring you exceptional startup founders from around the world who each share their inspiration, of course, but also a bag full of usable insights from their entrepreneurial journeys. So if you're an aspiring founder or busy fundraising or nearing a successful exit or even feeling like you might go down fighting, there's something useful in here for you. Each talk is hosted and recorded live with audiences at the Founders Speak stage at the world's largest fintech event, the Singapore Fintech Festival. My name is Naveen Suri and I'm your host. I'm a former banker turned entrepreneur and like all entrepreneurs, I have more than a few battle scars on my back, all of which I'm very proud of. Our next speaker is Naveen Kukreja, co-founder and CEO of Paisa Bazaar based in India. In his talk titled five ways how an athlete-like mindset can transform your business, he shares his take on how he successfully harnessed learnings from being a marathon runner into his business. Let's listen to Naveen. What makes champion athletes unique? Muhammad Ali once said, the fight is won or lost far away from witnesses, in the gym, out there, on the road. But before I dance under those lights, Apart from the natural ability that the athletes have and the talent, they possess some unique skills. They have tremendous self-belief, mental strength and focus. They have perseverance. They have tenacity. They have discipline and diligence, toiling in day in and day out for years. Imagine an entrepreneur with the same mental makeup. Imagine an entire team, an entire organization with the same athlete-like mindset. I think they would be pretty hard to stop. Hi, I'm Naveen Kukreja, co-founder and CEO of Pesa Bazaar, India's largest marketplace for credit products and credit score. And today I want to share with you my story and how an athlete-like mindset helped us on the way. Number one, be prepared to hit many, many tennis balls. Serena Williams was only four when she started preparing to be a professional tennis player. She won her first Grand Slam when she was only 18. Imagine the number of tennis balls she hit in all those years. Malcolm Gladwell talked about in his book on a 10,000 hour rule, which basically says that to become an expert at any skill, it's a matter of 10,000 hours of practice. That is basically three hours of practice for 10 straight years. Like sports in business too, there is no magic formula. There is no secret sauce. The entrepreneurs like athletes have to perform make mistakes, learn, improve all the time. At Pesa Bazaar, we call it relentless execution. We have over 30 million consumers who've taken our flagship credit score product from across 823 cities in India. If I had these numbers in Singapore, that will be more than half the population of Singapore, probably the entire adult population. We feel very proud of these numbers today. But when we started, it took us 14 months just to go from idea to go live. We were working with credit bureaus who were essentially B2B enterprises. They were used to, they were used to having planned downtimes. They were used to infrequent queries. They were used to batch processing. What we needed them to be was 24 by 7 by 365 available for customers. When customers apply, respond within five seconds. Post-launch, it took us a lot of tennis balls uh, to be hit sometimes well, sometimes not so well to get us to where we are today. Number two, don't be in awe of competition. Nadal won his first Grand Slam in 2005 
At that point, Federer had already won six. At the same, in the same year, there was an 18-year-old, Novak Djokovic, who was ranked number 83 in the world in that year. When he started, he had all the ingredients that I talked about, but he also had a lot of self-belief to not be in awe of these greats. What he gave us along with Rafa and Federer was probably the best men's tennis era over the next decade and a half. When you're starting, and especially if you're not the first mover, it's important to have Djokovic-like mindset. When we started, we were number five to enter the marketplace. We were not the largest. We didn't have the funding, largest funding. We were not the most established. But we had self-belief and our first principles-based approach allowed us to be very clear on what we wanted to offer and the gap in the competitor's offering allowed us to create differentiation. It took us three years of consistent effort to become the market leader and since then we've only built our lead by focusing on what consumers desire and have tried to innovate and execute to get better. Number three, there will be bad days, more bad days than good. How you respond to bad days is what defines you. All great athletes have bad days. They run out of form, they have injuries, their abilities are questioned, sometimes they're written off, but they always bounce back. Entrepreneurs and startups, you will also, as entrepreneurs and startups, you will also have your bad days. You may lose clients, your funding may dry up, you may lose employees, there might be tough external environment or something else that you didn't think of. You need to be prepared that this will happen. And at that point in time, you need to have a lot of self-belief and probably co-founders help each other in that time. And you need to be nimble to act in that situation. On March 23rd, 2020, India went into a total lockdown as COVID started. That was probably the most severe lockdown across any country. The lending industry in India came to a sudden halt. We lost 90% of our revenue in one month between March 20 and April 20. We had no idea at that point on how long and severe this would be. After taking a little time to accept the severity, I and my co-founders decided that our first priority should be to survive, survive with minimal food, and use the crisis to become leaner and fitter. Backs to the wall and a desire to survive helped us make some of the best decisions we made. We cut out all the non-core costs and most variable costs. At the same time, we focused on preserving the most core team, which we knew would be very valuable as the tide turns. We digitized ahead of the industry because we had more bandwidth in absence of regular business and changed some of our commercial terms to become more robust from a long-term perspective by adding renewal revenue stream. In a strange way, as hard as it was, the COVID period actually really helped us. Our volumes are today at the highest level, our margins are stronger, our product is more digital, and we are very close to profitability. Number four, evolution equates longevity, stagnation equals death. In 2007, Fortune magazine did a cover story on Nokia. The headline of the story was, can anyone catch the cell phone king? Nokia had reached an astounding 1 billion consumers in that year. Incidentally, in the same year, Apple launched its first iPhone. And we all know what happened over the next few years. The truth is that today the cycle of redundancy is getting shorter from decades to years. F1 is another great example from sports where the technology is evolving so fast that today engineers and technology in the cars 
play as much an important role as the driver behind the wheels. Whether it's sports or business, things would continue to evolve. What's great today may get outdated very, very fast. Staying with the credit score example that I took from our business, we were very conscious when we launched the product to ensure that we stay ahead and are able to evolve our product over a period of time in terms of what customers value. From launching with one credit bureau in the country, we now work with all the four credit bureaus in the country. From a single one-time report to now we have a lifetime free access with monthly refreshes. From a single language to now having multiple languages to offer the credit report. From a vanilla report, we now offer exclusive pre-approved products and premium inside products and so on. Number five, you can only improve what you measure. Today, technology and analytics are changing the world. The book Moneyball told us a great story about Oakland Athletics and the team on how they use data analytics to drive the strategy and drive the selection of the teams and the players and they changed the way players and teams were selected ever since. At work, I have a simple mantra. Identify the right metric for every key action that you're taking and then measure it honestly and rigorously. There have been times when a colleague comes up to me and asks that this is too qualitative. How do I find the right metric to it or I can't find it? And I say to them that think harder and you'll be able to find the right metric. Of course, there are times when it takes a lot of effort and multiple attempts to get to the right metric. I'll share a small example. When we started uh, the brand advertisements and the brand campaigns and advertisement, TV advertisements are a very expensive affair. The agencies told us that the standard way of measuring a campaign effectiveness was at the end of the campaigns. The campaigns used to run into weeks, sometimes more than a month. And I thought that as a digital brand, there has to be a faster and better way of measuring the effectiveness. For the next few months, we thought hard internally and came up with the right matrices. For us, it was traffic and inquiries, which were available to us by the minute, by the way. And then used our analytics team's help to build a proprietary in-house eight-minute model. What it tried to do was predict the outcome or the effectiveness of the brand campaign from a medium-term perspective within the first eight minutes of running the first ad. It, and it became stronger as we got more and more data and more and more campaign data. The results were awesome. We were able to respond very fast to the campaigns or the advertisements that were not very good and cut out and save millions in the process. While these were the five aspects, there's one more I wanted to include, which is really spoken about, which is you read the story of any sporting legend and you see and you go through what the families have to go through in the process. Like in sports, building a business takes a lot of toll and sacrifices from not only you and your team, but your families in the process. Without their support, the road might be too steep. I know I wouldn't be standing here if it were not for my family's support and those of my teams. So a big thank you to all of them and to all of you to giving me your time. Thank you. Thank you, Naveen. Now, if you'd like to watch Naveen's talk at the Founders Speak, simply visit Singapore Fintech Festival on YouTube. You're listening to the Founders Speak podcast where exceptional startup founders share untold stories from their journeys. We have lots more for you coming up next, so do stay with us.